Whether it's one job, happy wolf gifts, nice girls, or instant barbarians, there's a there's sub, a sub for, for that. that. Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I am your host, Willie. And I am your host all evening, Scott. For this episode, we're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us. On TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or in a sleazy shoebox in the back of a Mar-a-Lago closet. You know there's a subreddit called mom for a minute are you saying or are you trying to say there's a sub for that there there is apparently it says we are mother geese to our loving ducklings when you need understanding congratulations praise or advice from a mother figure but don't have one irl able or willing to provide that for you we are here for you mm. we support you and love you unconditionally I hate oh. this place. It's not a sex thing? Uh, is, there, is there an NSFW tag anywhere in like the top past week? <laughs> okay. So in r slash mom for a minute rules, the second rule says fetish-ish. This post or comment has a fetish vibe to it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's like a weird <laughs> spin. <laughs> what Was there a point to all this or you just find No, I just saw recently? it on the screen and it was like, I didn't know that existed. I think we should look into it a little bit more. Maybe do a deep dive one day. I, I for me this week it was all about starter packs. I found a lot of starter pack posts, and I thought maybe it could be fun one episode to go into a little bit of deep dive there too. I just want to say, you said starter packs, and I get the reference to the internet of today, but it made me think of my life growing up. And if somebody who listens to this show knows of or has access to a starter jacket from the mm. Minnesota Moose. Oh yeah, and and it's, it's got to like, be on eBay. If it's like an ex- no, I've looked. Trust me, I've looked. If it's like an extra large, please help your brother up. I will pay <laughs> an undisclosed amount of money for that jacket. Did you own it at one point and then give it away? Yes. No. How? Why? It was my favorite jacket. I have no idea. I outgrew it. It was the 90s, man. We we weren't small. Like, we were small at one point in the 90s and then yeah. larger. We didn't realize what vintage and retro were at the time and how we were living in it. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. I want you to think about when you were a kid and some of the things that may or may not have happened around you. I think as, as children, you put blinders on in a, in a lot of ways. Like you just, all you're thinking about is when am I going to get my Lunchable? When do, when do I get to go sit on the couch and watch Power Rangers? I almost knocked something over. I'm a disaster. Oh, but <laughs> there's so many things that I, I don't think our parents let us on to. So I want to read this from made me smile this week as our opening, because it's been an interesting week. It, had its ups and downs but this says i was says i was the poor kid growing up my mom used to send me to birthday parties with no present 
just oh. so I could eat. I, oh. I definitely got to a point where I understood and was embarrassed as hell. So in the fifth grade, my friend's mom invited me to sleep over the night before the actual birthday party. When her daughter was in the shower, my mom laid out all the toys that she had bought her daughter for her birthday. She let me pick one to wrap and put my name on it. This person writes, I'm 37 now, and I'm still grateful to that mom. That one act has made such an impact on me. It, it kind of affects me in a, at a personal level because... You were that mom? I, I wish that mom would have sent that kid to my birthday in fifth grade. Why? Because I invited my whole class and oh. none of those little bitches showed up. <laughs> you were one of them. Scott, I'm so sorry. I know. I know. But a lot of, a lot of divorced parents or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm blaming them. I, I, I don't blame myself. Did anybody show up to this party? Yes. My best friend. I invited him. And uh, I, I don't know. I think my sister was old enough maybe to hang out. We went to... We invited everybody to, oh my gosh, Grand Slam. Yeah, in, in uh, Grand Egan. Slam. I invited the whole class. Not a single one showed up. They're all dead now. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Scott had some really dark times in high school. <laughs> nope, we, do, we don't make that joke anymore. Mm, Willie, too. <laughs> some, oh, come on. I, sw I swear, that bite is going to come back to just... Lick my ass. Wait. Not in a good way. Okay. I remember a few things. Do you remember the Mall of America used to have there today. on the fourth oh. ooh, on the fourth floor, <laughs> the Mall of America had a laser tag arena. Do they not still have one? No. Is it not they have there? Go karts okay. up there. Allegedly, yeah, they got a I don't bunch know. Of I'm cool an adult. Stuff. I don't need to go up there. I'm, I thought they did have a laser tag arena in the same place with the go karts. They might. But I will, I will tell you, that was one birthday party that I went to. We all, like, shoved ourselves into some mom's minivan and just made it to the Mall of America. And it was that was one of the most fun birthdays I ever went to. Did you, you were, I mean, you and I, thankfully, hashtag blessed most of our life, including our childhood. We were never in this situation where you had to go without. I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of times, including in my adult life, that I've showed up at parties without presents just because eh. you don't think about it. You don't, you're just right. like, hey, mom and dad dropped me off at this thing. And they're like, what is it? And you're like, a birthday party. And they're like, oh, come on, Willie. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember if there were any of those moments. Probably Trans not. I mean, yeah, transparently, I, I was always the one whose parent was like, you need lunch money today and would just hand me like a $10 bill. Yeah. They wouldn't think twice about it. And yeah. I think, I think back then, like if you got invited to a party of some sort, the invite came from the kid, but maybe the parents would reach out to and just be like, Hey, I didn't know too many people, weird school district in elementary school, at least until sixth grade when I moved. But after that, it was pretty much my parents got to know all of my friends' parents because we lived close by and there was good communication between everybody good and bad <laughs> i never got away with anything i think i've shared this story i grew up in a neighborhood where within like a two block radius there was like 18 kids all within like a five to ten year range so there was always a party to go to somebody had a birthday party happening just about all the time and think because the goal with those parties was like 
one mom just made a giant bucket of popcorn and then we sat in front of somebody's Nintendo or PlayStation and just had a good time. There wasn't the expectation that like cake needed to be there or a ton of food was going to be done. And maybe that's where I got lost growing up is that you would just go down the street and some family would be eating dinner and you just go inside and eat dinner with them. Totally. At like a hundred percent. I know this sounds really odd, but my next door neighbor would, his name was Matt. Matt was amazing. He would come into our house. We had a piano. I sound so privileged when I say that, but the piano was in <laughs> the house when we, when my parents got it and they didn't know how to get it out. So they just left it there. Hey, free piano. Got to increase the value. A it's not dollars, a grand right? piano. It's like one of those like wall stand up ones. And they had yeah. it and they're like, none of us Heavy know how to play hell. the piano but it, sure it's an accent piece now and i think he, i oh go ahead go, go ahead. he he <laughs> would just come in and he would just sit down he played the piano he went to like a a music school for high school so he would just play the piano and my mom would just like walk over and hand him a plate of pizza rolls <laughs> that's cool that's cool i do remember a couple times going over to a friend's house the family like offering me dinner because i was just there and i always felt awkward i always felt i was imposing like no, no, no. You guys got to have family dinner together. And maybe it's because we didn't invite people over. Like it was always like, you have to be home by this time because we're eating together. And it was always just like immediate family only. So maybe, maybe we were, and it might've changed with my sister's friends and stuff like, but maybe we were the, the odd ones out. We might've been, but if you're a listener or a viewer of the show and you have a story, tell us. There's at subforthat.com. Willie, I think back and maybe I'm just not remembering all the times my folks did invite friends over to dinner, but it was a long time ago. And like I said, I lived in two different spots when I was a kid, so I didn't have a lot of friends in one space. I did in the second space. It could have just carried over where they didn't know that it was okay (laughs) to invite people over to dinner, even if they were just a couple blocks away. And speaking of things that other people may have forgotten this week in ask reddit there's a post titled redditors or people listening to the show what's something the internet was crazy about but is now forgotten filling their bathtubs with water for what reason december 30th and 31st 1999 the internet was all over y2k 2K, yeah, exactly. The first example that somebody gave over underscore clocks says, during the early days of the web, when most websites weren't plastered with advertising and had website view counters. I remember that. Oh, man. You Can you just explain to that to, you know, all the, the children that listen to this show? <laughs> oh. There was, there was a sense of pride when you figured out how to build a website. Even if you were a business, like a big business, you'd build this site and you'd be like, we want to rep how many people have been here to show our credentials. It's like if you were, so here, let me bring it down to the Gen Z's. You're on Twitch, right? And you look over mm-hmm. at like the right side and you see somebody's camera frame and in there they show their sub count. That's the same thing that these websites were doing. They were showing their sub count, how many people had visited their website. And it was just a a ticker that went up. It didn't go up very fast, but it it went up. (laughs) But if it was something big like yahoo.com, we get millions of visits every single day. 
do you also remember when certain websites you would go to would be under construction? Yes. <laughs> what it would look like? You would just like, like you'd be clicking around on a site and like two thirds of the site would work and then you'd click a page and it'd be like under construction. And it would have like an actual construction zone graphic. It would look like were- there's a hard hat and a sign <laughs> with blinking lights, you know? I want to I want to quiz you, Scott. You okay. were because uh, I saw this TikTok earlier this week. There's this uh, this guy's getting so much fame, and I want to find him because like him and his daughter, it's it's a fun relationship. Essentially, he's like our age. Daughter is probably middle school, high school, and he starts saying phrases from when he was a kid, oh. and she has to guess what they are. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one that he brought up. This is these are old AOL phrases. This one is: What if you went into a chat room in AOL? You hit the you boot it up, and you write in a chat room ASL, American Sign Language, which is really hard to do over the internet unless you have a webcam or type things out. <laughs> Can you type out ASL? I, I, I yeah, I it's feel bad. Just words. It's just words, buddy. Just words? Oh, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Do you know what it means, though? It took me so long to figure this out. Age, sex, language. Age, sex, location. But language oh, location? Is probably... Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was location. I got mad and frustrated the first time I ever went into an AOL chat room because somebody said IRC. or IRC was one of them. IRC, what, is, what does yeah. IRC stand for? I have no idea. To this day, <laughs> in Relay Chat, Bustle.com says the meaning <laughs> is Internet Relay Chat. And yeah. They go on to describe it as you know what I love about productivity tools like Slack? It's basically a really pretty looking IRC, which means that A, learning how it works was a breeze when I first started using it, and B, I get a little rush of nostalgia every time I load it. IRCs were a staple of early internet communication even though they've fallen somewhat out of favor these days yeah i used to be on one in college i totally forgot what it was but it was definitely how we traded files back in the day i remember because i played a lot of internet video games like the like call of duty period full Mm -hmm. stop just the original (laughs) one it was called Teamspeak. And we would join, it was the, the original Discord, if you could imagine it. Like, you would join little chat rooms, and that was it. Oh, God. What about BBS? This is, I'll leave you with this one. Mm, no, can't go on that website uh, at work. Now Nowadays, you can't type in any acronym without being... <laughs> Rule 34, yeah. Yep. <laughs> nowadays, a gamer would say AFK. Which means away from keyboard. And BBS back in the day stood for be back soon. Oh, man. I I did not know that. I did not know that. Okay. Big, beautiful Scots. (laughs) Available now on our OnlyFans. (laughs) There's generations of people now who still have no idea. Like our parents and above... They probably don't know what half of that stuff is. And unfortunately, I think too many people get this stuff wrong or make just shitty claims about people that are different than them. This week in the subreddit, Mildly Infuriating, there's a post that says, My Swedish family recently moved to America. 
today this rude letter was anonymously sent to our mail it says hey, we've, before you read this i just wanted to let you know we have several fans in sweden okay so is this a positive thing no and the thing is is i stand with our fans in sweden i think what is written here is bullshit all right we're with you sweden so just take this with a grain of salt it says listen here you are not welcome hmm? if you haven't noticed yet the majority of the people living in this neighborhood are fluent in english and can communicate efficiently without a staggering accent on the other hand from our interaction last week i realized that you couldn't speak very well i still can't comprehend what bullshit you said to me secondly leaving your dog off the leash is all caps unacceptable even if it's for a walk down the street those bloodthirsty beagles can tear me to pieces if left unattended i'm surprised <laughs> nobody has been injured yet with your actions and on well, that note is the third you, thing yeah you should also keep quiet from 5 to 9 p.m that's when my family usually rests after a hard day of work and having to listen to your screeching violin practice is hurting my ears. At least mm -hmm. do it in the morning or soundproof your walls. If you're not going to play something soothing, then just don't bother. And on top of that, you've been oh, sitting in your house thing. for four weeks and the lawn is overgrown. You didn't take a second to try and crop it like the other houses did perfectly well. You are not American. Go back to your country. Damn. These people exist. I know. And I wish every single one of them would go play in traffic. I feel like I know the answer to this, Scott, because we've been friends for a long time. But have you met people like this? Yes. But I've never had this sort of interaction with anybody. I've had to be the one that wrote a note to somebody who, like, parked against my car. After I just got it, by the way, like their parking space was right in front of mine sure. in an opening parking lot. And they just drove up and bumper to bumper like it was on my bumper. So I had to I had to leave a stern note saying, like, just FYI, you're way over the line. I'm a foot into my space and I I have pictures of your car touching mine. And they wrote back. They're like, sorry, I bumped your car. Won't do it again. Every do you day. think? Do you think that there's an that car? Do you think there's an obligation to say something? Like if you were to witness this, do you, is it your responsibility to say something? We always have these thoughts in the back of our head like how would I react in this situation? I'm one of those people that's kind of got a chip on my shoulder all the time for this type of anger and animosity towards another human being. So my eyes are always constantly open looking for, I guess, any sort of hatred or vitriol that's breaking the normal peace of the space around me. No matter, no matter where I am, whether it's at work or just going around doing my thing. You best believe my head was on a swivel today at Mall of America. <laughs> I'm surprised you went. It's like it never happened. Honestly, there were so many people there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to think that if this situation arose, I would go in and try to be a peacekeeper and definitely a defender of the innocent. What do you think is the, is there a level of 
aggression that is appropriate to feed back to somebody like this. Like, let's say you're walking down the street and mm-hmm. you see the all too typical interaction of a, a warm blooded American yelling at somebody who is just different and causing a scene. What do you think that level is that is appropriate? I learned something about myself this week while I was watching a stream and just watching people chat. There was this one person that was clearly putting negative vibes into the chat and they were just saying things that weren't in line with everyone else and they were kind of being a Debbie Downer. And in my head, I was I was kind of getting ready to type something that would mm-hmm. have met them where they were at because you're anonymous on the internet and you just kind of get that little bit of excitement. You're like, I can say whatever I want. Oh, I'm going to fuck them up. However, somebody else got to this person before me and all they said was, hey, so-and-so, are you okay? And That's a great response. It, it, it completely took me by surprise that Holy cow, yeah, this this is another human being just having a bad situation, a bad day, bad life, whatever. And there has definitely been an absence of people offering empathy, offering understanding. Mm-hmm. So that they got to this point where they're taking it out on, you know, somebody who clearly does not deserve it. That person that person always oh. Yeah. Just just like Mr. Rogers said back in the day, Fred Rogers, the one we should all emulate. Look for the helpers. Those are the people that you want to be. Now, speaking of things that aren't being helped, <laughs> this week in movies, Batgirl was axed by Warner Brothers and will not be released on any platform. You, uh, you must have heard about this. Of course. Several big films that were on Warner Brothers slate cut axed and turned into tax write-offs. What allegedly? Allegedly. But just think about this. J.K. Simmons, Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser (laughs) were in this film, and it'll never see the light of day. Morbius got released. Twice. And then (laughs) (laughs) re-released. But we won't get to see this Batgirl movie that was done. It had wrapped filming. I oh. had let's when are we going to get the Schneider cut of that film? Oh my gosh. Cuz the footage is there. They just need yeah. to do post production, which costs yeah. millions of dollars, but I wonder if there is enough backlash for Warner Brothers to say, "Hey, we've got enough eyes now. Let's give it a shot." Do we just need to start a hashtag it's Batgirl time? I don't know. Cuz at the same time, <laughs> it was another DC film and uh, maybe they saw the early footage and they were just like listen this is just like everything else that hasn't really done well I appreciate this and the 90 million dollars you know we'll cover it (laughs) no problem holy cow this this was a surprise to everybody in the industry that you could just go about your job and have the rug pulled under you or pulled out from you I saw I saw an interesting TikTok this week that said Warner Brothers and HBO have such odd priorities right now that they're willing to let Ezra Miller star in The mm-hmm. Flash and have a movie that is coming out who's like one of, one of the most problematic actors in Hollywood today. Mm. They get a film 
but Batgirl gets canceled. I'll be honest with you, I'm looking at a very small lineup of upcoming DC films. And I just want your hot take right now because I have really strong opinions. So let me just read you six of them. Let me put on my oven mitts. You've got Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Black Adam, go see it. Shazam 2, go see it. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, go stream it. The Flash. Mm, Watch it on an airplane. Okay, it'll definitely be there. A movie called (laughs) Blue Beetle? I know of the character. I have seen them in a couple comic books. I have no knowledge of this, so I'm going to say i got to wait and see. And finally, 2024, Joker Foley Adieu. (sighs) I don't think they needed to make this movie. I'm going to say wait. You ready for my opinion on all six of those movies? You're going to say don't see them. They're going to be fucking garbage. Just... I, I, you, you saw the announcement, though. You saw the announcement that they're hiring a Kevin Feige-like person to take over the DCU. The last time they hired somebody from the MCU to deliver on MCU quality, they hired Joss Whedon. And what did Joss Whedon do? Overly sexualized uh, Gal Gadot. And mm. we had to deal with the bullshit that was the Justice League. Two times. <laughs> Even with the Schneider cut. It wasn't very good. Sorry. It just wasn't. I just have strong opinions. I, I think... Trust but verify is where you're coming from yeah. right now. You know? I think... You like the idea of all these great characters. And they have ideas. They have IPs. But they have yet to prove. And and what are you going to say? The Suicide Squad 2 was funny? Sure. Peacemaker is a good TV show. Yeah, but that's one out of, I mean, that's 5% of all DCU films that have ever been made. That's like when the first Wonder Woman came out and we said, the rest of the DCU is going to be fantastic. And it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that first Superman though with Henry Cavill? Yes. It was good. It was good. And I felt it was a nice homage to the previous Superman films, kind of understated, until he destroyed the last the city. ten minutes and he destroyed <laughs> yeah. everything counter to everything that Superman is about, like just yeah. world-ending destruction. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that first Wonder Woman was the only good one, and the rest—that's one percent of everything. Trash. We just can't get it right. It's just like every it's not us single. We have nothing to do with this. <laughs> It's like every single time Warner Brothers puts out a film, it's like one's an up, another's a down. One's an up, another's a down. Oh, I see what you're doing. Kind of like every week we do our... It's sometimes good. It's sometimes not. It's time for ups and down votes with Willie and Scott. Hey, now, Scott, I know that we have this coin flip thing, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, what happened when we were prepping for the show? I mean, we talked about it, what our stories are going to be. I still think we should we should do the coin flip, except I think it should be for both stories. Oh, I have two <laughs> up votes, and Scott has two down votes. Mm-hmm. 
So you're either going to get the uh, super positive fancy pants stories from Willie, or you're going to get the sad trombone stories from Scott. (laughs) They're not rusty. All right, buddy. Heads or tails? I'm going to go tails. Fuck, it's tails. Son of a... (laughs) Hey, here's the deal. I know it's been a long week. We're all thinking about just the shittiness of the United States. But if you want two amazing upvotes, head on over to our TikTok. All right. Negative Nancy story number one coming at you from technology. This week, Amazon's Roomba deal is really about mapping your home. Really, what happened with our future overlords? Well, so they've been able to see the outside of our house with the ring camera for a Mm -hmm. few years now, uh, since 2018. But now, having purchased Roomba, they now know the inside of our home. Well, just all of it. They, They know where things are. They can map out the entire floor plan of your house. I noticed you don't have a couch in this living room. Here's five couches to choose from. Do you have a Roomba? No, I vacuum my house sparingly like every other American. <laughs> well, according to uh, Stastica, Stata, Stasta, Sta, Stasta, Elastica, sure, a, a site that gives stats uh, from 2017 to 2019, the install base of robot of robotic vacuum cleaners in the U.S. is estimated at 14.2 million households. Okay. Now, iRobot is the leader, and they have more than 80%. Interesting. Amazon just expanded. Now they have Eero. They have Mm -hmm. Ring to see the outside. They have Roombas to see the inside. They just bought a medical company to sell medical prescriptions. They are just all-consuming. Is Amazon or Unilever closer to becoming Wayland Utani. Bless you. <laughs> uh, the company from Aliens that fuck everything up for that universe. Oh, can, can we do a reference for the younger audience? Because I didn't watch any movies back in the 90s. What about uh, <laughs> B&L from yeah, Wall- yeah. Wall- yeah, Wally's World? Yes. <laughs> uh, so let me just end with this. For those of you who have Roombas... Congratulations, Amazon is now collecting dirt on you. I hate it here. (laughs) All right, super downer story number two. This week in news, a North Carolina school district is planning on putting an AR-15 in every single school in the event of another school shooting. So we have, we likely have listeners who... who have drastically different opinions than us and Mm -hmm. what i want to tell you is like i respect that you hang out with us that you listen to this show i I don't thank you really i don't understand how adding more fuel to a fire makes it go out (laughs) (laughs) yes somebody somebody on tiktok today said something interesting they said if you were to look at the amount of spending we put into police and protection and government oversight, you would think that we should be the safest, safest by far 
country in the world and we are nowhere near that so whatever we think we're doing isn't working we can try other things too i mean it's allowed to everybody who's in charge of things yes now there was a couple uh, good comments from the thread doc halloween said holy cow and here i thought north carolina would never buy school supplies for its students <laughs> oh god somebody else said do you think they're going to put the ar inside a case with a big sign that says in case of school shooting break glass I mean, there's several quotes from this article that I'm not going to read just because I think they're ludicrous. And Willie and I are both on the same page. On on my personal opinion, I don't think guns should be put into schools unless you have a school shooting team of some sort, in which case I'm sure you have to bring your own gun. We're not going to pay for that. The school's going to make you bring your own. B-Y-O-G. If you want a story about a true OG, head over to TikTok and listen to Abdul's story. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Find more of us on our socials, and we'll see you next week.